0: Hi there, my name is Erica Browning and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you work so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. Hi, Chad. How are you? Doing well.
1: Doing well. How are you doing
0: today? I'm doing well. So just to start off here, I'm not going to give your entire bio. I'm going to start out by telling everyone what your job is, what you're doing, and then we're going to start from the beginning and tell everyone how you got there. And I'm so excited for the nurses listening to this podcast to hear your story because I know, and you know. There are so many nurses that are interested in doing what you're doing or interested in different ways that they can use their nursing degree. So today we have Chad Reigns. He is the vice president of customer experience for a med tech company in, based in, out of California. So he's going to tell us how he got there, what his job entails, and give us all the details. So Chad, thank you for being here.
1: Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this uh, since you and I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago. So thanks for having me on here.
0: Of course. So let's start out.
1: Tell everyone where you're from originally. So originally, if you can't tell, so originally from uh, Louisiana. So I was born and raised in Louisiana. I uh, went to a nursing school in Louisiana and uh, moved around the country for different jobs. And I'll get more into that kind of a origin story and you know kind of the timeline. But uh, moved on the country for jobs uh, in med tech. And now I'm in Austin, Texas. So I've been in Austin for about 10 years now.
0: You know, Austin is it's feels like it's becoming like the silicon valley of the south's kind of are you getting that vibe
1: oh yeah it is becoming yeah. uh, almost like you know what silicon valley used to be for california you know we now we have elon musk here you know joe rogan moved here doing his podcast you know actually he's you know you see him downtown sometimes too But, uh, a lot of startup companies are really, are really, uh, base are starting to be based out of here and it's becoming a Mecca for that. You're exactly right. So your, your feelings are absolutely correct.
0: Yeah. But, um, you know, Chad and I were talking for the podcast. It's so cool to have him on because the whole premise of the podcast is basic nurses doing really cool things. We all started out in the same place in nursing school. So tell us what even led you to nursing to begin with? Well, you know,
1: it's funny, um, I have to go back to when I was three years old, right? So three years old, I was involved in a really horrific accident. Uh, I was burned really badly. Uh, So my feet, legs were burned. Um, Basically what happened, I was playing outside in the washroom, you know, where the washers and dryers are, knocked over a can of gasoline. And back then those dryers had pilot lights because they were gas powered dryers Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and went up in flames, Uh, go to the hospital. uh, And this was in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. They flew me to New Orleans to, you know, do skin grafts and all this stuff. So for, for years, you know, had to learn to walk, you know, I was what, three and a half years old. So I had to relearn how to walk. I went through a lot of therapy now, granted, I don't remember all of that stuff, but when you grow up with the scars, right, the scars are always there, the reminders. And uh, so one of the things that, that the therapist uh, had me do and had my parents do was have participate in sports, you know, that kept the skin elasticity, it kept as I grew, so I wouldn't have contractures. So I started in sports, played football, played baseball, played uh, basketball, all throughout my high school, all the way up to high school. And, you know, part of that is always, I was always kind of, you know, even though the scars are just not aesthetically pleasing, I always looked at them like, how is this, how does this even work? You know, how do they take skin from my stomach and my back put them on my legs and it grew, it healed. And, you know, I'm able to be just, you know, normally functioning. That's when I started really kind of getting interested in the human body, the human functions, uh, pathophysiology, uh, how muscles work. So I knew I wanted to do something in medicine. Uh, When I got out of high school, I just didn't know what. So that was what really triggered my interest in medicine to begin with, you know, growing up with that. So, uh, get out of high school and I go to, uh, we have what's called Bossier Parish Community College. So it's a two year college. And, you know, I come from a family that's a very lower middle, right? So no college funds or anything like that. My dad had the GI bill, so they at least paid for tuition. So, but they, you know, neither one of my parents graduated from high school. They, they both quit to work and, you know, in ninth grade and provide for the families. So this was kind of a shot in the dark. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to see what's going to, what, what I, what I can find that interests me. So they had a program called medical assistant and it was an associate degree in that actually it took me three years to get that because I failed chemistry. Once I failed anatomy once I'm like, is this, am I smart enough to do this medical stuff? Right. <laughs> So, so I go ahead and I finish this. I grind it out, man. And I'm, you know, I'm working as a fitness instructor, and I'm doing. Uh, I have two jobs. I'm working through. I'm trying to pay. You know, books and different things as I go. Yeah. So I finally graduate. Right. And um, by this time I had, you know, uh, started a relationship, you know, and I got married. You know, I was like 20 years old in Louisiana. Back then you got married young. So we get married and we have we 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 decide to have a kid. Well, now I'm starting to think, okay, I need to really start looking at a career. I can't be doing these, you know, fitness training jobs. This just doesn't pay enough. Yeah. So part of the associate degree program was that you had to do an externship, which means you had to go and work in a doctor's office you know, for so many hours a week. And that was part of the curricula. And so I, I really couldn't afford to not get paid. Right. So I asked my instructor, I'm like, hey, if I go out and find my own externship instead of being assigned, will it count? They said, well, yeah, as long as it's with the doctor's office. So I, me and my mullet, this was back in 1990. We went to... <laughs> We went around, I, I just took a bunch of resumes and I went to uh, this, uh, uh, this hospital area, a bunch of hospitals, a bunch of doctor's offices. And I just started handing out resumes and I, in person, yeah. are you guys hiring? And uh, I walked into an orthopedic clinic it's called Orthopedic Specialists of Louisiana. and We still have good relationships with, with those guys. Uh, walked in there and handed a resume and the office manager goes, you know what? One of the orthopedic surgeons, he's a total knee surgeon. He's looking for someone to help. He goes, let me go ask him see if he wants to talk to you. And he did. And uh, I talked to him and he said, well, I definitely can use, you know, someone. And granted, you know, Eric, I had no experience other than just this associate degree, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And he goes, I'll take you, man. he goes, I really need someone to be a cast tech, to bring patients back, you know, do uh, the histories. And I said, fantastic. I said, how much does it pay? He goes, well, how much do you want to make? And again, this is 1990.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, you know what? Seven bucks an hour. He goes. We'll start you at six fifty and go from there. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I'm like, okay, I just hit the jackpot. Yeah. So I uh, started, and actually, he taught me how to scrub in surgery. I went to surgery with him. He taught me how to put cast on, how to take cast off, how to do injections, intramuscular, and um, you know how to you know, take histories and physicals. Yeah. And so I, I worked for him for five years, and uh, there was a person there who was a scrub tech in the in the OR. And he was like a mentor for me, older guy. He was from the Navy. He said, you really should go to nursing school. He goes, you you know, you need to expand. that because I think you'd do well. Well, I, as much as I struggled getting through my associates degree, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm smart enough to go to nursing school. So I did, you know, yeah. um, I told the doc, I said, this is what I want to do. He said, okay. And so, uh, you know, I went through all of my practical stuff for, uh, so I signed up for the associate degree program. This is at Northwestern state in Louisiana. Okay. And I got through it, but you know, when it came to clinicals, Erica, I mean, you know, clinicals are like seven to three Yeah. and it, there was no way I'd be able to continue to work uh, for the clinic instead of my clinicals, but I had to make money. I have, now I have a child and I have a wife and I'm like, okay. So uh, my dad was a janitor and that's mm-hmm. what he did for a living. And I used to go clean carpets with him for some extra money on the weekends. And so I knew how to clean carpets. So I basically started my own carpet cleaning business.
0: Did you? I
1: did. And it was the only thing that really allowed me to, to flex my schedule. So I could go do my clinicals. So I'd go from seven to three, do my clinicals. I would work from four to eight. I'd come back and I would study from like nine to one. And I would get up again at five and you know study more. So that's basically how, how I got started, you know, in nursing. And, uh, it, I was able to get through it and, you know, it was tough because there's nothing like, you know, having to go to your clinicals I, you know, you're, you're sweaty, you've cleaned the, you know, you're, you're cleaning <laughs> carpets. <in> and, carpets. <laughs> yeah. And my instructors were very, they were awesome. They were like, Hey, we get it. You know? So, oh, uh, so I got my associate's degree and then mm-hmm. I worked as an associate degree nurse for another orthopedic clinic in Louisiana. And it was, okay. he was just starting out. I spent most of my time in the clinic and the operating room always orthopedics. And uh, I worked for him for about three years. And then I was like, you know, I need to get my bachelor's. Mm -hmm. Now I could do this online because at this time now they have an RN to BSN program. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I was able to continue to work as a nurse, but continue to get my BSN. And I did. And uh, as I, when I graduated from my BSN, when I graduated, I got approached by a, uh, a representative for a medical device company. And he was one of our total joint reps. He would bring in the implants and uh, be in surgery with us.
0: Yeah.
1: And I remember him pulling, pulling me to the side. He goes, hey, you ever thought about working for the industry? I was like, you know, I haven't really. He goes, we really could use nurses that have your experience training. So, and this is, this, is, this is how I got started was being a trainer. He kind of, he got me in touch with a, a small startup company company in Akron, Ohio. And they were looking looking for someone to develop training programs for the reps. And again, you know, you almost have imposter syndrome because you're thinking, well, I'm a nurse, you know, I'm, I'm used to taking care of patients, you know, I'm, I'm used to going to the operating room, helping there and, you know, seeing patients operatively in the clinic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What makes me qualified to be this trainer uh, in a corporate environment? And so, but when I started, I quickly learned how much more I knew mm-hmm. than all of those other reps that that were employed, right? Now, right. most of those reps had business degrees, marketing degrees, or Something like that, so they were missing a, the clinical component, but they were also missing that you know hands-on experience on the other side of the table, right? Yeah. So I was able to bring perspective to that. Lo and behold, the industry likes stuff like that. They need people like us.
0: Yeah, I have. Well, here's a question because I this is what I think. You can tell me if I'm wrong, because you know all of these other people have you know marketing business experience, which is important. But when you have a nurse that has all this clinical background, I would have to imagine that that builds trust with your you know, future people that you're trying to sell to because they're like, no, this person really knows what they're talking about and they know how this device works. I'm going to believe them. Did you see that? Did that help oh, you?
1: Absolutely. Street cred, Alpha Wazoo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the companies love that because they just didn't have that same perspective. You know they're, yeah. they're into it to make money. They're into it because they're running a business,
0: right. but they
1: don't really have perspective on what it is to be in direct patient healthcare. Yeah. And that's what you could bring to the industry. So, and that's what I always, you know, when nurses ask me, you know, how did you get into this? And what's the value proposition there? And yeah. I tell them, I'm like, look, you could probably get a job with the medical device company tomorrow if you just, if you knew who to talk to, because they need us. Yeah. And so that's what's kept me employed. And I've been doing this since 2002. Um, okay. So for the last 20 years, I've been in industry wow. now. I've always kept my nursing license up. So every two mm-hmm. years, you know, I'm re-upping. Uh, I get the packages in the mail, right? How to, you know, for the CEUs. I will never take the NCLEX again. That <laughs> right. was, that was no, tough enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough enough as it was. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and that's what actually has what given, is what's given me leverage over people that I'm competing in a job for, right? Is yeah. that I have that experience. I have that, those credentials behind my name.
0: And it carries some weight in the
1: medical device industry.
0: I bet. So just to review for the nurses listening, for these positions at these um, medical device or med tech companies, they don't require a nursing degree. Is that accurate? Or do some of them do? No, they do not require that. Okay. But you're saying that you were, you were in a better position to get the job because of all of your background knowledge. you still using basically your nursing degree.
1: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, my business cards still have my RN and BSN designations yeah. uh, and credentials. Of course, I went back and got my MBA at University yeah. of Texas, uh, but all of that's on there. And it, every time I present the card or they see my email signature, they're like, oh, wow. So you were a nurse. Interesting. And this is, these are customers. These are yeah. surgeons and yeah. you know hospital CEOs that are like, and they want to know the story. How did you get into this? Right. Yeah but it does it, it actually gives you something to associate with your uh healthcare you know health care delivery team with because yeah. once like when i walk into an operating room even today and they ask me and i tell them i'm an rn and i was i did 20 years in the operating room it's almost like their their guard comes down they open up to you and they're like oh yeah where did you work what did you do you know and you know the stories you, you know yeah. what they're going through you know what they're uh what their barriers are, what their challenges are, and you can you can relate to them. So when it, that's why I'm now in customer experience because I know how to relate to our customers because I've been there. You know, I was yeah. right there with them, and so uh, it really has been a great career for me, and I enjoy it tremendously.
0: Yeah, Chad, this just makes so much sense. In fact, I'm not sure how anyone without a nursing degree or at least a medical background could even. I I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, how how could you effectively sell this device or this medication, you know, if you're a pharmaceutical rep, how much better would it be if you were a nurse saying, actually, I've given this medication, or I've given medications like it. And this is how it affected my patients. And these were the pain point of my patients. And this is how this device or medicine or whatever has affected them. This is how I know it works. How does that not sell it?
1: You just hit the nail on the head. I was shocked. Uh, when I entered the industry. And, you know, and sales reps are great at what they do. They're awesome salespeople. Yeah. And it takes them, you know, 15, 20 years to get to the point to where they really understand, you know, how things work, you know, how, how their products affect the patient. Yeah. But, you know, uh, when I got in, I was just amazed. I was like, wow, we know, we know that they don't. Yeah. We can teach them that. So when I set out on this, you know, I was doing great in my little clinics in Louisiana. But when I started thinking, how can I help on a larger scale? Right. How can I help patients using what I've learned, losing my credentials to help patients on a national national forum? And to me, this was it. The more people I could educate on how these products truly affect the patients, not just at the time of surgery, preoperatively and postoperatively and long term. Yeah. Then they get a better appreciation for, you know, what the patient goes through, what the healthcare delivery team has to deal with. And there's a, there's a level of empathy that's that's you're able to somewhat garner from these reps. And then they go in with a whole different way of, you know, approaching their customers. It's not so much yeah. like, hey, let me show you the shiny new object that's so awesome because our engineers created it. It's like, let me give you the value of how this is going to affect your patients going forward. Yeah. I've always looked for jobs that had products or technologies that truly has the potential to change a gold standard uh, for the better. If it's yeah. a cost reduction of healthcare to take the the burden off of the economics of, of healthcare, or if it's something that will truly help patients have live a better life, that's my first and foremost goal. It's not money. It's mm-hmm. not you know uh, the VP designation or director designation. It's not titles. It's okay. If I look at this and if I think that if I truly believe in this then that's where I'm going to put my efforts, my energies, and my, uh, my go forth to make sure that I do whatever I can to make sure that this is successful. And then if you do that, if you keep your priorities straight, the money will come, the titles will come, your market value for the industry will come, and then you're going to get calls from everybody and their mama wanting you to come on and do what you did for the last company you worked for.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. The episode that just published yesterday, it's with, um, her name is Dr. Sandra Pagenta. She was a nurse. She went on to her NP and she got her DNP. And now she also has a podcast and it is, she's interviewing nurse practitioners you know, about their career options and business and freedom mindset and that sort of thing. And I, so I asked her, I said, what are some common themes that you're gleaning from all of these interviews? Because she's done like 70 to 100 now. And she said, one of the things was people need to at, think with the end in mind and think, what are you passionate about? What are you actually passionate about? Yes, you need a job. Yes, you need to pay off the loans, but give your take some time to think about what am I passionate about? And then go do that.
1: Couldn't agree more. If you follow wow. your passion, you're going to be successful in whatever you you set out to do. Yeah. That's why I tell my kids, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter what you want to do, whatever it is to be passionate about it and be the best at it. And, yeah. and that's what they've done. And that's what I do whenever, I, you know, I have a team right now and I just built this team for this company that I work for. Uh, I've got six employees, seven, excuse me. I've got two more to go that I'm hiring for one in DC and one in New York, but. Uh, and actually, my the job description, I am pr- I do have a preference for RNs, nurse mm-hmm. practitioners, PAs, physical therapists, because again, in our role, you know, they're going to be facing our customers and their clinic support specialists. Great group of people, smart, and they know how to talk to patients. We have a patient engagement program that I started, um, and actually, their jobs are to once are to engage with the patient on a weekly basis once they've been chosen for this particular technology. Uh, it takes about four weeks to create an implant based on their anatomy and it's 3D printed. Um, mm. And what I've noticed is, you know, when I came on board uh, with this company in January, nobody was really, you know, keeping in touch with the patients during the production cycle. So mm. patient comes into the, the surgeon's clinic and they say, okay, you're, you're going to have this particular implant, which is actually, a patient-specific customized implant that's built specifically for their anatomy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get CT scans. We have those modeled into 3D images. And then we send them off to have them segmented, which we create a model based on their anatomy and then implants, right? But that's a four-week process. What is the patient? No one knew about this. This is what I brought to the company. They were like, we don't know what's going on. We have a lot of patients canceling. We have a lot of patients that are opting out of the surgery. Come to find out, I did some research on this and pulled some data, because we would keep notes on you know, what we would hear and come to find out that patients were going to the internet and just trying to research, you know, what they're going to have. And it was misguided. They were getting wrong information and getting scared and they mm. couldn't understand that. I'm like, guys, think about it. If you, if your grandmother went in to see a surgeon and they said, okay, we're going to put a, a custom implant, we're going to make this for you. They have four weeks now to on their own devices to go research, talk to people. <laughs> and this is such a new technology that they may be getting wrong information. Right. So these, these clinic specialists, because they're RNs, PAs, nurse, uh, nurse practitioners, they know how to talk to patients. They know what they're thinking. They know what they're going through in this interim. And we've been able to successfully uh, take patients to surgery on a much uh, a higher percentage than before. And yeah. it's, it's because of people like you, it's me, it's people that have those credentials that have worked in healthcare, that understand how patients think, that understand the questions they're going to have when faced with a life altering surgery like this, uh, then it, it's been a super successful program. And I've been wanting to do this for years, but it was the first company I could do this for. And I love it. We just, we need more people like that in the industry, yeah. working directly uh, with the patients.
0: Wow. So tell us, Okay. I said it in the beginning, but you're the VP of customer experience for this company. And so what, and I also want to point out, because we're talking about you're a nurse, you're doing this job, you, this this company that you're working for is out of California, but you don't live in California. Where do you live?
1: Yeah. So I live in Austin, Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so this so is a remote job
1: of sorts. It's a remote job because there's not many people like us. Okay. And that's the thing, you know, when it, they were looking for a specific subset of skills that, that was going to be directly working with the patients and you just can't take anybody that hasn't, that doesn't have direct patient care experience and put into a role like this. You really have to have lived it right. Or or at least be trained on it. So uh, they actually wanted me to move to California and I, you know, I still have one child left in school and I'm like, you know what? I can't do that right now. I said, is that a deal breaker? And they said, no, we need your skill set, So let's talk about a remote program. So I, I spend a week a month in California. I have an office there. And that's where I go back, you know, I have them, we have meetings there and I, I engage with other leadership, uh, people in leadership and we, you know, develop our strategies. And, but I mean, um, because of, I do a ton of virtual calls every day yeah. as well from my home office here. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's just how much of a need there are. There's, there's so few of us that have this unique background and education and that need in industry is so, so big. There's not yeah. many of us. So it's just like, it's up for, it's. They're for the taking, you know.
0: So. Yeah. So, what tips would you give nurses who are interested in getting in? I mean, you have to have experience to be a VP of customer experience of customer um, experience, but maybe at the entry level, you know, if they want to get into devices, medical devices, and that sort of thing, what advice would you give them? Where do they start?
1: Well, there's two. There's two things I always recommend. Uh, there's two avenues that you can look into. One is to whenever you see your reps come into the clinic or the hospital or the OR. Just uh, just have a have a conversation with them. Get to know them. Uh, what they do. Eventually, they're going to see your interest and say, "Are you interested in something like this?" And it's basically beginning a network. That's how you start your network. It starts yeah. with one person, and that one person may say, "Hey, I, there's someone I know at, at XYZ Hospital that may be interested in getting into industry. Do you have any openings?" And the more you start expanding your network out there, uh, being active on LinkedIn, you know, uh, making sure you make posts. Uh, showing your interest in the industry or new devices or new technologies is always good. That kind of, then the recruiters see that and, you know, uh, believe me, those headhunters or recruiters are on LinkedIn all the time looking for people that are oh, interested. okay. they are. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. Really, I, I get tons of calls from uh, recruiters that saw my LinkedIn back, profile. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The other avenue is the medical sales college. And I'm not sure if anybody really knows about that. There are three locations. They have one in Dallas, they have one in Colorado, and I think the other one is in Arizona. Okay. But it's co- it's called the Medical Sales College, and they actually do a really good job of. And it's a six to eight week program. You go and you stay there, and they basically teach you uh, the ins and outs of the industry, uh, different products that are sold in the industry, and they themselves, this institution of three areas have relationships built with the medical device and medical technology companies. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes kind of a hiring pool of people. So that is another avenue to look into.
0: Interesting. I love what you said. You said, start a network. I'm taking notes. You said, start a network. How do you start a network? Yes, questions. And I can't tell you, Chad, almost every interview, I'll even say interview. I'm going to be bold. Every interview that I've ever conducted, and I always ask the question, what advice would you give nurses who are interested in doing what you're doing? And what they, everyone says, ask questions. If you're interested in being a nurse educator for a fire department, go down to the ER, talk to the paramedics, ask questions, talk to your nurse educator, ask questions. If you want to get into devices, hey, find out where they're inputting devices, go ask questions, go say hi, go introduce yourself. And it also takes me back to what you said in the very beginning when, you know, you graduated from your first associates program, not even nursing, but your associates program, and you need to do this externship and you're knocking on doors, door to door. Here's my resume. Here's my resume. Here's my resume. You have to be gritty. Successful people are gritty and you have to start your network and you can't be afraid to ask questions. I'm so glad you said that. You didn't even know what you were saying, but this has to be a com. I mean, this is a common theme.
1: Absolutely. Grit is one of the biggest things. I, I tell you, that was one of the things that they really liked about me was that I was going around with a stack of hand- resumes in my hand, just passing them out, looking for a job. And, you know, a lot of people, it depends on, I think a lot of times it depends on the need to like, how, how much do you need something or how, how willing are you going to go out there and grab it? And what are you willing to do to get it right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: always something that you got to do to set yourself apart from the rest of the people. And one of the things that I tell people that, you know, or I look for when I'm hiring is what, what kind of obstacles that did you have to overcome? It doesn't matter if it was career, school, collegiate sports, whatever it was, you know, and how did you get around it? What did you do? And I look for grit. I absolutely do. Did you give up? Did you, did you look, you know, for someone else to do it for you? Or did you just, you know, bowl through it, get through it, failures and all. So that's, I, I couldn't say that. You couldn't have said that better, Erica, yeah. that, that grit and determination is key. And when someone, and it impresses people, when you start asking questions about something that, that that person's doing, or their this part of their job, it sticks in their head. Yeah. And they'll come back and they'll talk to you. Hey, have you thought more about what we talked about? I have. And I think I'd really like to do, do you know anybody else I could talk to? Or they'll introduce you to people. That's how it started for, for me, really. And then the next thing you know, one person leads to the next. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? You're going to meet one person that has a whole network behind them. And it just opens all these doors. And I will, t- I will say this. Once you're in the med tech or med device industry, it's you pretty much have set yourself up for a uh, for life as long as you continue to perform. Because it is a very it's uh, it's a, a tight knit community. Your your brand goes a long way. So you, if you build your brand, uh, and, yeah, that person is de- they're reliable. They're dependable. They're gritty. They're they're productive. You know, those are the things. It is very seldom do you hear, oh, they're smart, so I'm going to hire them. No, it's mm-hmm. like what have you what have you done in your in your career, your life, whatever it may be, that really sets you apart. I know one of the things that that really impressed me when I see it, and you're going to probably laugh, is if I see a resume come through uh, our HR system, and that person uh, was either like a, an Eagle Scout.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Eagle Scouts stand out to me, and mm. because because I know what they have to do to get it. It's not easily obtained. It takes ten years to get. You have, which means you have to stay in it. You have to prove you know yourself over and over again. Demonstrate skill sets all those things. So when I see that, that really stands out. So yeah. when I see people in nursing school, you know, so what did you do in nursing school? If they headed up their uh, the nurse association or if they were involved in any kind of community outreach, that's a big one too. It just shows I, that they're willing to, to, to go above and beyond for that. But yeah, grit's, grit is huge.
0: It's the key, I think. <laughs> so if people wanted to find you, I'm assuming they'd find you on LinkedIn, where could they find you? And, you know, I guess start stalking you and
1: <laughs> Yeah, I welcome all (laughs) talkers.
0: podcast and, you know, it's kind of like sales. It's sometimes people aren't sold immediately. They need a couple of interactions. And so they'll listen and then this little light bulb goes off and they're like, oh, well, maybe I'll look them up and maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do that until they're like, yes. So where can people find you?
1: Yeah, they can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Just look up Chad Rains, R-A-I-N-S, and, you know, you can. Another search term would be Austin, Texas, you know, pull me up. But I'm more than happy to talk to anybody that would be interested to, to learn more about getting into medical tech or medical industry and how they can leverage their degrees and their credentials into a whole other career that they may not know that already existed. So right. I do that all the time. I get approached quite often by people uh, in the industry, especially when I travel and they find out that I'm an RN, but also uh, a leader of a company. And they're like, well, how did you get there? You know, yeah. now I'm not going to say it was not easy, Erica. It was... It was a lot of trial, tribulations, failures, tears, sweat, all that stuff. But I tell you, it was worth it because now I'm able to make a difference. And if you're if you're if you want that, if anybody listening wants that, please reach out to me. I mean, over the last 20 years, I've developed a network in all kinds of subsets of industries from orthopedics to uh, skin grafts, biologics, revision, orthopedic surgeries, limb salvage, robotics and artificial intelligence. Those are those are all the things I've been exposed to in my entire career. And it's just, it is fascinating. And I love for people to, to, I like to share it. I want people want to share this with the nurses listening out there, because don't think that you have to, you know, uh, be a bedside nurse. Don't think that you have to work in a clinic. Your credentials will take you anywhere you want to go. And I always recommend, especially high school students, I've spoken at some high school uh, events and uh, say, I always recommend nursing school. If you, if you're remotely interested in medicine, go to nursing school. Absolutely. Uh, my best friend's daughter's doing that. And because my best friend has a similar career path as me.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it just opens you up to so many more opportunities.
0: Yes. And on a more practical note, you can pay the bills in the meantime. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> That's the bonus thing. you can going to work in, do it all. You can do that. I don't know. I really, I truly don't know too many other disciplines where you can, where you have the vast array in front of you of career opportunities. The problem is, and this is what I love about what you're doing, Erica, is you're bringing some awareness to that. Yeah. You know, it's been a, I don't know why it's been a secret for so long. I scream it to the hilltops. I love to see what you're doing here with your podcast, because it really needs to get out that there's a lot of other things nurses can do with their skill sets and education.
0: Yes. Well, Chad, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear your episode. And if you've heard this and you're interested, go on LinkedIn, find uh, find Chad Rains, R-A-I-N-S. And hey, be fearless. Start building your network. Send a message.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to anybody. Reach out to me. Be
0: happy to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the black sheep nurse podcast if you want more head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode you can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox and if you're looking for more everyday fun and community join us on instagram at blacksheepnurse. nurse